All right, just a quick update on the Russia situation. I took some notes this time, how about that? Um, first of all, let's start off with the overall overriding agenda, which you would have learned if you had gone and listened to my The Fourth Reich, The Rise of Rome podcast. Really important. I know you're not going to agree with everything in that podcast, but you need to hear it. You know, a lot of the time, people will say, where's your sources? Um, and sometimes I say things a long time before there is an available source. It's just intuition. I, I can't explain it, but it is what it is. It's how I operate, okay? So what is the overriding agenda here? Because this is creeping towards a war, and it will be a nuclear war if it gets out of hand, right? And you think, these people surely don't want nuclear war. Of course they do, because the Nazis want to depopulate the Earth. They mean to kill us. That is their ultimate agenda. They don't want peace with Russia. They want war with Russia. Why? Because people will die. And as long as people die, they're fulfilling their aim. Now, you may think, oh, that's a little ridiculous. Take a look at what all of these people have been saying for the last couple of decades. They want to reduce the population of the planet. And war is the fastest possible way to do so. They mean to kill us, right? I started using this little slogan I, I came up with a few years ago. They mean to kill us, TMTKU. You can go to tmtku.com or they mean to kill us.com and buy a shirt with my um, slogan on it. Right, Russian troop movements are to save lives, retreat and surround. There's a lot of talk about how slowly the Russian troops are moving into Ukraine. This is 100% intentional. They don't want to kill anybody. There's already been about three to, four, to three to 400 casualties on the Ukrainian side. They don't want to kill anyone. They come up to a station of troops and you're hearing in the news, and then they were able to fight back the Russians and the Russians retreated. This is a war strategy. You retreat because now you know where the enemy is and then you surround them. You go all around and behind them and you cut off their supply chains. No food, no water, no more ammunition. And you just stay there. And you stay there until they surrender. Man, Russia has immense firepower. If they wanted to just kill the Ukrainian troops, they'd just kill them. They don't have to, to be gentle if they unless they had a, a real specific reason, and they do. They don't want any of these Ukrainian military to be killed. There was that story about the 13 Ukrainian soldiers uh, on this island, was it called Rat Island, I think? And it was like, these soldiers fought to the death. No, they didn't. They surrendered and they were all taken away and uh, given accommodations and food and they're being held for the time being um, as prisoners of war uh, in pretty decent conditions. They don't want to kill anybody. Now, for some, they just won't ever accept that, but this is what they're doing. Come in, find where the troops are, surround them, block off their supply chains, wait until they're so hungry they have to surrender. That's the most you know, gentle approach that you, know, you could have. This is the chivalry of war, right?
because it's not an invasion. They just want to take out the entire military infrastructure. They're not interested in killing people. Now, if you're here, give me some thumbs up, please. Let's get a few more people in here. I appreciate that. Get the engagement bumping up. Now, reports are that Russia has lost 10,000 troops. <laughs> I mean, this is just, yeah, the first casualty of war is the truth. <laughs> Russia has not lost 10,000 troops. Um, we don't know the numbers, but you know, if it's even close to 30 or 40, I'd be very, very surprised. Um, Russia is going in and securing areas and then cooperating with the local government to maintain order. They're not taking over the local governments. They're allowing the local governments to continue operating and they're just providing the security. So again, this is a uh, proof that Russia is not trying to take over Ukraine. Um, now, here's Russia's demands. They have three main demands. Recognition of sovereignty over Crimea, demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine. And by the way, for those of you that think, no, when Putin was talking about Nazis, he wasn't talking about literal Nazis. Well, you can listen to his speech that he gave about four days ago, uh, just after the incursion started. And you can see there, he lays out who these Nazis are, and he says they are Hitler's Nazis. And then the Russian embassy in Canada responded to uh, the sanctions that Canada was placing on Russia and in that letter, I'll, I'll link it below, uh, in that letter they specifically state, let me read out actually some of that letter. Let me see if I can find that really fast. In that letter, got it. All right, let me read this to you. Um, secondly, this is partway through the letter. Secondly, for eight years, Canada not only ignored the rise of neo-Nazism in Ukraine and the genocide unleashed by the Kiev regime against the Russian people in the east of the country, it encouraged and helped these killings. Canada trained military formations, including neo-Nazi radicals. This is a documented fact. Uh, and so this is why they're calling for the denazification of Ukraine. The Canadian government, acting as one of the most zealous sponsors and defenders of the Kiev regime, the same regime which raised the symbols, listen, of SS divisions and portraits of Hitler's collaborators, Bandera and I can't pronounce this other guy's name, Shukovic, as a thing to be proud of. In fact, this protects Nazism. Thus, this cabinet writes its name into the darkest pages of history and shames the memory of a generation of brave Canadians who gave their lives in the common struggle for victory over Nazism in World War II. Let there be no doubt whatsoever. When Russian President Putin is talking about Nazis, he's talking about literal Nazis, the biological and ideological descendants of the Third Reich. He's not using... The word Nazi is some scary word as some rhetorical device. He's been quite literal. Now, I've been talking about the rise of the Nazis for many years now. And now we're seeing the response to that rise of the Nazis. Putin is not going to tolerate it. And we're seeing an alliance form, aren't we, between China and Russia and other nations around the world 
that have been suffering the brunt of the rise of these Nazis, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the Fourth Reich. I'm telling you, uh, when, when, Hitler, uh, when Putin is talking about Nazis, he's talking about Hitler's Nazis. This is, this is not, a, not a, an era of judgment in his word choice that he's making. Now, the uh, sanctions have included cutting off Russia from SWIFT. I mean, all of these sanctions are really, you know, cutting your nose off to spite your face. Why would you apply sanctions to Russia? Russia feeds about one-fifth to one-quarter of the world. They're one of the largest grain suppliers in the world. I've looked at the numbers there's a little bit of a discrepancy. Some say they're the largest supplier of grain in the world. Some say they're the second largest supplier of grain in the world. Either way, they supply an enormous amount of grain to the world, and not just grain, of course, but natural gas and fossil fuels. And you cut off Russia, you're cutting off your own food and energy supply. Very foolish. We're gonna see what happens here in, in the fall, coming fall in the Northern Hemisphere when it's harvest time and all of these nations want their grain and they want their fuel so their people can stay warm, where are they going to get it from? You know, OPEC has already said they're going to continue cooperating with Russia. It's going to be very interesting. But the, the side effect of that also is that this puts the petrodollar in great jeopardy. It really does. And of course, it all goes back to they mean to kill us. They don't care if Europe starves and freezes to death next winter. Oh, that's great, because it's all about reducing the global population. Zelensky, President Zelensky of Ukraine, is trying to fast-track European Union membership. You know, Putin is going to see this absolutely on par with NATO membership. I mean, they're just trying to, to start a war. Now, I also want to say something about uh, nuclear war. Is there a growing potential for nuclear war? Yes, there is. But it doesn't mean the end of the world. Now, obviously, for the people that live near those targets, that's going to be a really bad thing. But for those of us that don't, and there's a lot of us, we'll rebuild. We'll be okay. Some of us will be completely okay and won't even have to worry about fallout. People in New Zealand, New Zealand is probably the most nuclear protected country on the planet. The jet stream keeps, I mean, in the models that they've done, keeps nuclear fallout from even reaching New Zealand. That's my country of birth, by the way, in case some of you think that I'm some Russian. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Hiroshima and Nagasaki today are thriving bustling cities. They rebuilt and they are there to this day. Now, obviously, the people that were in the blast zone aren't here with us today, even if they would have lived that long. Um, but it's not the end of the world. We'll, we'll, we'll get through it. Those of us that survive, we'll get through it. The, the air will be a little radioactive for a while globally. It, it won't be that big of a problem. The targets will be taken out and then we will recover. And, you know, I tell you, for, for the United States, it, it might end up being a blessing in disguise. 
There's a lot of states in the Union, the American Union, that would love to secede from the Union and, uh, and form alliances with other states and declare their, themselves their own nations. And uh, I, I would imagine that that's exactly what will happen if there is a first strike on the United States. A lot of states are simply going to shrug, like Atlas, and, and say, okay, we're, we're done with this federal government that led us into war, and we're going to declare ourselves an independent union, an independent state, an independent union of states away from the federal government. So just before we go, just give me some thumbs up, helps the engagement here. I think we've, we've got over 20,000 views across different platforms uh, of the original video. And I'm gonna drop some resources in the comments below. Make sure you've listened to that podcast, The Fourth Reich, The Rise of Rome. That's what's going on right here. War, I mean, they're just rubbing their hands in glee. They want people to die. They want you and I dead. They wanna depopulate the planet. These people are sick. And a lot of people, let me just make one comment about the Jews. I'm going to make a, a whole uh, video on the Jews uh, soon. And a lot of people want to correct me and say, dude, you've got it all wrong. It's the Khazarian Jews that are the problem in the world. Listen to my podcast, The Fourth Reich, The Rise of Rome, and you'll understand everyone is being used as a tool it all goes back to Rome, right? The real enemy here isn't the Nazis. They're just a tool in the hands of Rome. You've got to understand that, all right? But obviously, we're going to talk about the groups that are in active play right now. The Jews have been used. The Nazis have been used. It's all about global depopulation whatever they can do to get rid of us. And I will elaborate far more in a forthcoming video on the people that want to keep blaming the Jews for running the world. It's not the Jews. It's the Roman Empire. It's Rome. And Rome is playing and using everybody to reach their aim. Okay? You know, in the text... It tells us that we don't fight against humans, flesh and blood, but against the prince of the power of the air. Let's stop blaming our fellow humans for what's going on and understanding there is a far more significant power behind everything that is going on right now. And that power seeks to destroy all of humanity. Now, I know some of the things I might say might seem a little weird and, and crazy, but just trust me and listen. Go watch the, uh, listen to the podcast, okay? Someone says, I think we're about to get bombed within a week. I hope not, but we won't know until the missiles land, that's for sure. Russia will nuclear first strike. So, all right, thanks for listening.